Well, welcome back to Talkman City, everybody. My name is Patrick Donahue, and in this episode, we're going to be breaking down the Newcastle United game that we played, and we're also going to be going over some changes to the podcast. So let's get started. All right, everybody. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. I know it has been probably about six to eight months since I've recorded an episode. And uh, first of all, I want to say I apologize for that. I apologize for the absence with no communication or anything like that. It's not very good for growing uh, a listening base, and it's not very good for continuing the growth of your podcast. Uh, But I had a lot going on in my life, Um, uh, a lot of personal things going on, Um, and now I'm back, and I'm going to start trying to get into this podcast again, and... um, Really trying trying to change up the format of that. So today we're going to be covering, as I said in the intro, um, the Newcastle United game where we won 2-0 and uh, continue to apply pressure onto Arsenal this season. And uh, But before we do, I kind of want to get, over, get into some of the changes we're going to have on the podcast. Uh, first and foremost, as you probably have noticed, Brandon is not on the podcast um, Brandon may or may not feature on the podcast. It depends on his availability. Me and him had spoken. We, we talked at length about it. And right now he's just not really in a position where he can commit full time to doing this. And, um, therefore I'm going to try and step out on my own and, uh, do this podcast just solo and monologue as it were. So, um, We'll see how that goes. Um, As time goes on, I may bring on other guests. You've heard Greg on the podcast before. I'm going to try and get him back on. I have a a good friend of mine as well, George, who is unfortunately a Chelsea fan. Shout out to you, George. I know you'll listen to this. And uh, I'm going to try and bring him on and get his opinion of his season and um, just try and do some banter back and forth because I found that I tend to be a lot better when I have someone to bounce ideas off of. Um, But with that being said, Brandon will probably not be a regular on the podcast anymore. Um, I'm going to try and do it solo. I wish him the best, and it's been a great time with him on, but uh, we're going to continue on with just me. What that means for the podcast in general is we're probably going to have shorter episodes. Uh, Before we were running about 45 minutes to an hour, we're probably going to be about 15 to 20 minutes an episode Um, as I grow into this and as I get better at speaking and as I, in general, just grow in my content creation skills. Um, so sometimes even the episodes might be even shorter than that. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But that is kind of the major update to the podcast. Uh, I appreciate all of you on Twitter who I've interacted with and that I've kind of been in and out of Twitter spaces as time's gone on, times has gone on. Um, I want to give a special shout out to Shades of Blue podcast. They hosted me, I want to say it was four or five months ago, right before I kind of took a hiatus uh, on the episodes. And they were gracious enough to um, uh, have me on their show. And their podcast has continued to grow as they've continued. So shout out to the guys over there. They've been really awesome. um, And I appreciate the, the support. But with that, I kind of want to get into breaking down the uh, the game we played uh, this weekend, it was against Newcastle United. We obviously won 2-0. And um, overall, you know, I actually just got done watching it a second time in preparation for this episode. I thought it was 
actually a relatively controlled game. When I watched it originally, um, I felt a lot more nervous than I did the second time. Obviously, that's probably because I knew the result watching it the second time. But I think overall, we controlled the game very well. You can start us seeing to find a bit more form. Uh, the, I think the thing that's characterized our season lately has just been inconsistency. Whether that's because of injuries, whether that's because we're changing systems, whether that's because we're changing staff. Uh, by staff, I mean players at the football club. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but uh, I think City has really struggled to find consistency lately. And overall, we're, we're really just trying to adapt to this new system that we're playing. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I think, number one, getting rid of some of the negative attitudes that we've had around the club, particularly in Cancelo, has really helped that. And, and that's allowed us to see more positive play, um, more positive play as we start to kind of go on a little bit of a run here. Um, I'll be honest, I'll say up front, uh, and this might be a bit negative. Yes, I back City, and yes, I back... Uh, I back this club to do amazing things. But at the current moment, it really is looking like Arsenal might win the league. I'm not conceding to them just yet. It's just I, after that result against, uh, who did they play, Brentford? No, not Brentford. I'm sorry, Bournemouth. They played Bournemouth uh, yesterday after us, and they kind of just nicked the win at the end. I was like, ah, oh, these guys, they look like, they, yeah, they honestly look like things we have done in the past when we've just scraped by and won a league. I was also looking at their uh, upcoming fixtures. I'm going to pull it up here, so just bear with me for a moment. Uh, their upcoming fixtures is Fulham, Palace, Leeds. They have Liverpool upcoming. West Ham, Southampton, us, Chelsea, and Newcastle. So actually, you know what? I'm actually going to change my position in the podcast. Uh <laughs> they might not win the league after all. It's as long as we continue to keep pressure on. I thought the run the last uh the next 5 games was really easy for them. I did not know that they still had to play Liverpool and Chelsea and Newcastle. I think all of those are away. Newcastle away. Chelsea's at home. Chelsea's in a bad run of form right now. Sorry, George, but they are. Uh they have to play Liverpool and and Newcastle away. So Oh, and they have to play us away too. So if we get a couple good results there, uh, you know, we may just nick the league from them. Hopefully, when we play Liverpool um, coming up here, I don't know when we play Liverpool. In a couple up here in a couple weeks when we play Liverpool, we can we can get the result there. I know they beat United today against uh, 7-0, which was great to see. Uh, it's good to see United fans bringing being brought back down to reality where they, their team still has a long way to go before they're competing for a title. Um, but with that, I want to get into the game. Um, kind of make it brief here. Um, I just really have three key pay- points I want to talk about. And number one uh, is Phil Foden is back. Phil Foden, you know, he's not been in the team. He's kind of been in and out. There's been a few rumors that he's had a fallout with Pep. And there's been a lot of things going on with Phil that we have not seen him at his heights that we know he can do. Um, I think two years ago when we went to the Champions League final, Phil Phil was a star boy. I mean, don't ever forget that Phil was being compared with Holland and Mbappe at the time as the next generational talent. But yeah, Phil and the team obviously got our first goal. And what a phenomenal run. I, in watching back the game, I, I really think it's it's the simplest thing 
Kev does, and we'll get to Kev in a minute. We may get lucky and I'll have four thoughts on this game, but <clears throat> it's the simplest run Kev makes as he draws the defenders out. But Phil, the reason we need Phil in this team is I don't think we have another player that's willing to make the run into space that Phil Foden is going to make, that he does for that goal. Just turning my volume up here a little bit. Um, no other player in our team is willing to make that positive, aggressive run into space that Kev drags that defender out. And the guy you know, holds off four Newcastle defenders, which let's not mistake Newcastle here. They are, they've got a lot of strong, sturdy defenders, and he holds them off, and he yes, he gets lucky with the deflection, but you know what? Sometimes in football, you need a little luck. And if he doesn't make that run, don't let the luck of that goal take away from the fact that that run to score that goal is one of the best you're going to see in the Premier League right now. It's up there with some of the world's greatest. If Salah makes that run, you're going to hear about it all day long on Sky and uh, other news outlets. But... Phil Foden being back in the side gives us so much. The word I want to use is electricity. He he just brings this energy and this silkiness and the willingness to take on a defender that I think we've really been lacking all season uh, is wingers that are willing to take on a defender. We're kind of seeing it a little bit from Jack Grealish, which shout out to him. He's really coming into form. I may get into him later. We'll find out. But um, we don't really have wingers right now that are willing to take on their man and make something happen and create a magical moment themselves. And I think that leads into my next point is, you know, we're still figuring out this team. I mentioned this earlier in the episode, but we're still trying to figure out how to play in this new system with Holland where we don't have the extra midfielder uh, in the false nine system where they're dropping back. We're really still trying to figure out and we're really lacking a player that is willing to create or make a magical moment moment happen. We've seen certain things from Kev in certain games. The Arsenal game comes to mind where he just, there was a mistake in the back and he just hit a wonder goal or even against Bristol last week in the FA Cup where he he had himself, he found himself in a bit of space and he just hit a, I don't know, some 25 yard shot. And it landed in the bottom corner. Granted, it's against Bristol. The keeper may have done been able to do better, but it's still a magical moment from Kevin. And um, I think right now what we're seeing is we're just trying. We're we're seeing a team. We're seeing a team that's trying to figure itself out. You know, I think we've been spoiled as City fans in really. Um, we've got to watch a team for the last three years. Whether we've won everything or not, and we've been very successful, don't you know? Don't mistake that. But whether we're winning or not, we're we're playing as a team that understands themselves. And I think my main point here is we're still figuring out how to play with Erling Holland in this team. And it's not really—I don't want to single out Erling Holland. He's been fantastic. He he really is one of the greatest strikers I've seen play. And he's still so young. He's still got so much to improve. Uh, but the things that he does as a striker are something that for the last five years, this team's never really seen. Even when we had Aguero in this team, Holland is such a different player 
to Aguero or Jesus, which is the last main strikers we've had for five years. So I think this team is really going through, <laughs> not to make it too dramatic, but like an identity crisis. There's a couple times Holland is making runs in behind and, you know, we're still not finding him the way I think we should. And that's not really saying anything new. All the pundits out there are saying the exact same thing. But I don't think we're really knowing how to play with Holland. And and on the flip side of that, I think there's some areas that, believe it or not, Holland can improve. Um, I saw it was just one play that we had, but Kev tried to play this ball up to Holland, and Holland's kind of backing up into his defender, holding him off, and he's very strong. He's very good at doing that. But almost trying to do what Harry Kane does, where he backs into the defender, receives the ball at his feet, and then plays a ball. We're seeing little glimpses with Holland where he's kind of doing these one-two moments and you can kind of see the link-up play is starting to develop in him, but it's not quite there yet. Granted, he got the assist for Silva's goal that you know was kind of the go-ahead goal and we ended up winning the game with. Really appreciate that. His assist, I think three or four games ago where he just kind of... Um, squared it across the box, and I think it's Gundogan that put it in. I don't remember. I don't even remember what game it was, but you can kind of see glimpses of where Holland is growing, and Holland is needing to improve his game, and maybe he's getting some coaching from Pep on how to improve his game. So I think the idea of we're just really in this moment of we need to be patient with the team. We may still win the Premier League title this year. I don't know if it's a surefire thing. Um, you know, in 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 the beginning of this season when we, we did an episode about our predictions where we thought we were going to walk the league because we got Holland, obviously that, that hasn't panned out. And I think the reason it hasn't panned out is because there is a long way to go before this whole thing clicks. And maybe next season we're going to see something really special. I don't want to talk about next season too much yet because there's still quite a bit of this season left to play. But I really think that once this thing clicks and once people start looking up and seeing that run Holland is going to make, and once Holland learns when and how to drop back and link up play with the midfielders that are trying to feed him and really becomes, honestly, like a new and improved Harry Kane, Look, Harry Kane is a very great, good striker and a very good example of what I think Holland could be just on a whole nother level because he's got so much more time to go. But I think overall, uh, my gen- to end the thought of the second point is we really need to, as City fans, I think be a little bit more patient with the team. And that's tough. I'll even say for me, it's tough because I'm so used to seeing us win in the last five years. And overall, let's, let's look at the facts. Honestly, we're not having a bad season in in the grand scheme of things. We're in second place. We're five points behind Arsenal. And really, Arsenal should be way more ahead of us. So just be patient with the process. Be patient with the players we have. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how we develop into, um, into the team we can be with this, with, with a dedicated striker. The last point I want to make on the game is um, really about Newcastle, actually. I was going to talk about Kev, and I was actually going to mention a little bit about Grealish coming into form, but I want to talk about Newcastle. And um, the reason for that is it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to play a team that's coming up. I've got a lot of respect for Newcastle. 
They recently got bought out, and, you know, shout out to them for being... Shout out to Eddie Howe for taking Newcastle as a relegation team into a team that is honestly genuinely could be in the Champions League next year. Um, I interact with this guy on Twitter called Keza, and I don't even know his real name, but I told him at the start of the season that I'm very excited for Newcastle. I'm really excited for their growth and 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 the progress they've made. And honestly, I think as time goes on, they possibly could be title contenders maybe three, four years. Mm maybe five or six. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, it really depends on some, what some other teams do, but I, uh, I'm excited for them to come up and I'm excited to start competing with them in title challenges and in these, in these matches. I think we really dominated the game today against them more so than we did when we were at St. James's park, um, where they, they really made it difficult for us. They were obviously on the come up, they were really in their form and on their stride there. Obviously, they had some factors against them coming off the Carabao where they had lost, and they've got some strikers out of form right now, which we we kind of know that what it means to have players out of form as well. But it was a really fun game. I'm really looking forward. Their fans are awesome, always come out in droves and were loud the whole game. And uh, I'm just really looking forward to see what growth and development they have. So uh, with that, that's kind of my three thoughts on the game. And also with that, that is going to end this episode. So I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, thank you for being back and kind of engaging with me as I've been not putting out content. And I'm really looking forward to the new era of Talkman City with Solo Patrick. Hopefully guests to come. We're going to try and organize a few things. But with that, everybody, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Um, Looking forward to the next match on Saturday. I'm actually going to pull that up right now. Stand by here. Oh, yeah, we have Palace at the weekend. That's right. So we have Palace away at the weekend, and uh, I'm going to give my score prediction going into that. Uh, I think that is going to be a tight match. I'd have to watch Palace. I don't know what they're going to do, actually. Most of the time, they sit back and they just kind of wait for us and use their pace to counter. We might see that still, but Palace is always hit and miss with me, and they're a little bit of a boogie team, especially away, uh, especially with our away form right now. It's kind of shitty. So with that being said, I think it's probably going to be a 2-1 win for City uh, away at Palace. So... We'll see how that plays out next week. And with that, everybody, I hope you have a great rest of your week. And be safe. Enjoy your time. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.